Hello and welcome to the Sam Knows Podcast. I'm Barry Collins. Internet advertising hasn't always been about speed. Right back in the early days of consumer internet adoption, when going online sounded like this. Internet providers weren't boasting about the speed of their connections because, frankly, there was nothing to boast about. Connection speeds were so slow, you would literally watch the web page being drawn in front of you. Then came the broadband era. By the turn of the millennium, always-on broadband internet had arrived, and ISP advertising switched from what you could do online to how fast you could do it. The industry became obsessed with speed, an obsession that's lasted for the past two decades. In this podcast, we're going back to the early days of broadband. I'm going to be joined by Jason Livingood, Vice President at Comcast, who's been in the internet business for almost 30 years. And also with me is Sam Knows founder, Sam Crawford. We're going to explore what it was like in the early days of mainstream internet adoption, how the industry became hooked on speed, and how Sam Knows was founded to shine a light on factors other than raw throughput. I started by asking Jason Livingood, what it was like back in the very early days of internet adoption in the 1990s. Well, it was pretty exciting. Um, at the time, you know, I joined Comcast um, a few years after I had started working on the internet. In the earliest days of the internet, I was working in a consulting company connecting large companies, so think Fortune 500 companies, to the internet, usually with a T1 line at one and a half megabits per second. <laughs> and in many cases, that cost, if not hundreds of US dollars per month, thousands. And uh, you know, a couple of years after that, as really the broadband industry began to emerge, so maybe around 1996, the idea that you could connect an individual home to that same speed that a Fortune 500 company might get at a fraction of the cost at maybe 50 or 60 US dollars per month, you know, just seemed to me to be something that would revolutionize um, the internet and, and our lives. And so it was really exciting to be part of that, to be trying to figure it out. And, you know, there was just the, the growth and the learning curve was just incredibly steep and mm-hmm. uh, just a heck of a lot of fun. People forget how slow things were back there, I think. The, and especially, if, you know, you, you talk about business, but for consumers, you know, dial-up speeds counted in K. That's right. It was a different world. Everyone was used to the the horrendous sound that modems, dial-up modems made <laughs> when they were connecting. And of course, we still had lots of fax machines. And, you know, the way that I was connected to work was through a, a pager system. So I would have my beeper going off when I had outages or something. Um, so yeah, the, the, things are a lot different now with you know mobile wireless uh, being ubiquitous and little tiny computers in our hands and so on. It's a very different world. Sam Crawford remembers those early days of dial-up modems and having to ask someone else in the house to get off the phone if he wanted to go online. I asked him why he thinks the internet providers shifted from advertising all the wonderful things you could do online to how fast you could do it. Well, I think it, a large part of it has to do with where we've come from, um, which is um, uh, dial-up modems. Uh, I'm sure everyone remembers it, the, yeah. uh, the the tones, dialing in with AOL or CompuServe <laughs> or something else. Um, and uh, the overriding thing, I think people 
here in the UK at least will remember is one the cost um aside but aside from that browsing the internet at that point was very very slow pages would take uh, i don't know five ten seconds to load and they were all quite simple there was no videos and um very few or far fewer images on pages and everything just felt so slow so when uh when adsl first came along here in the uk and uh the early 2000s, the, the headline speeds were, were 10 times faster. Everything just felt like uh, a hundred, it just, it didn't feel 10 times faster. It felt a hundred times faster. Yep. Um, and it was always on. So the speed and the always on nature of it were really the key selling points. Now, nowadays you can't differentiate. I mean, even since the earliest days of broadband in every country, it's um, everyone's broadband is always on. There's no um, there's no concept of dialing up anymore and hasn't been for, for decades. It's just available. Um, so you can't differentiate based on that. So the other thing that um, was a differentiator from the early days of internet access was the speed. So if, you know, people remember how, how good it was to go from uh, you know, a 33.6 kilobit per second modem up to 512K ADSL. And they see, oh, I can go up to eight megabit ADSL now. That's uh, that's going to be another nearly uh, you know, more than tenfold improvement. Mm-hmm. The, the history really lends itself to um, to advertising based upon um, speed. Jason Livingood agrees that it's no surprise that download speeds became the number one priority for ISPs because it was the biggest cause of frustration amongst their customers at the time. The primary pain point um, of trying to use the internet was really the speed that you were loading, say, web pages um, or downloading an email or something. And, you know, if you think of dial up at the time, you know, it was really bad. This was like, it it could take, you know, maybe 30 seconds or a minute to load an important web page that you were interested in. Yeah. And so, you know, users, it was just painful from a user standpoint. You're just sitting there, like you click on the link and you're waiting for it to slowly, you know, render the page. And, you know, that really makes it a hobbyist sort of thing. It's not something you can really depend on. And it's just, you just end up wasting lots of time just sitting there waiting for something to happen. And so it was that delay, um, I think, that was the primary frustration for users and to get the mass of people interested in using it, it had to be really nearly instantaneous. And so speed solved that um, pretty dramatically. And I remember, you know, when we were doing um, in maybe 1996, those first few customer installs of cable modem based broadband. So people were transitioning from a dial up to cable modem and First, it was always on, so they didn't have to worry about someone getting off their telephone line so that they could use the internet on the same line. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, you know, their expression, their experience when they first saw those, you know, pages loading so quickly was, it was just a revelation. So for me, you know, in the early days of helping figure out how to make this stuff scale, I was even doing in-home installations and installing NIC cards and computers <laughs> and so on. And just seeing the the expression of people and you know how elated they were at this uh, transformative um, you know connection to the internet uh, was really fulfilling for me and and a great reinforcement that you know this was really important work and and a lot of fun. And so this became the big selling point for ISPs. Everybody was competing on speed and competing. Right. For, for customers on speed. It was, yeah. And it really, as you think about it, today we like to talk a lot about the quality of experience or QOE. And so the primary constraint on a, a good quality of experience or the thing that 
made a good QE or not was speed or bandwidth or capacity, whatever you want to say. And, um, you know, it was, it was clear that, um, you know, this was just a, a huge leap forward and, and it's been amazing to see since then, um, how rapidly speeds have increased, um, over the years. And now, you know, many customers have a gigabit per second in their home, which would have been just, uh, inconceivable yeah. back in 1994 when I first started working on this. Were customers making decisions about which ISP to go for because they had the fastest headline speed? Yes, I think they were. And in fact, we had many customers back then um, in in those first few years of broadband tell us that they chose the home that they would live in or the neighborhood, I should say, that they were living in based upon whether they could get our service or not, whether they could get you know, broadband. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's still in many cases, um, the case, if you're sort of the edges of suburban and rural areas, at least in the United States, where you might be at the edge of where wired broadband is available or not. Um, so yeah, people were absolutely make decisions about, um, where they might choose to move based on, you know, the internet connectivity they could get. By the early to mid two thousands, download speed was everything. Broadband providers would try and constantly outdo one another on download speeds because, as Jason Livingood just explained, customers were making buying decisions, even deciding where to live, based on the download speeds they could achieve at home. However, as speeds began to increase in the double-digit megabits, Sam Crawford was beginning to observe that download speed wasn't the be-all and end-all. The speed of loading a web page has been known for a very, very, very long time to not be solely dominated by um, uh, the throughput or the, the capacity of your your broadband connection. Latency becomes a dominating factor after a certain point. I mean, that point years ago was around about 10 megabits per second. Uh, I'm sure it's moved uh, these days. But... Um, uh, so what I'm saying is it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't have made a difference whether you're on a 10 megabit connection or a 100 megabit connection. Um, eBay.co.uk would load at the same speed on yeah. average. But uh, the point is that that speed is was a very very easy thing to quantify uh, because people remembered how bad it was before. So why wouldn't you want it even faster again? Despite other factors coming into play, the broadband providers remained laser focused on speed, largely because that's what their customers were demanding more of. I asked Jason Livingood whether he felt other important factors such as latency and DNS lookup times got pushed to one side. Well, perhaps so. On the other hand, though, um, the difference between, uh, say, having you know 100 megabits per second uh, and one and a half is just so tremendous that it you know completely overshadows all of those other potential metrics uh, or or QoE variables. And I think for many many years, um, you know, there was such a high return on you know delivering more capacity that um, some of those other things mattered a lot less. And so, for example, if you think about what you mentioned, DNS lookup time, um, you know, the, the quality of experience improvement that you would get from moving to, say, 10 megabits per second up to 100 megs or 500 megs or a gig was tremendous compared to a DNS you know, response time, a query response time of a matter of a few milliseconds and yeah. you might be talking about a few milliseconds one way or the other you know that's you know really not that noticeable to the end user um but uh certainly you know things like capacity will you know are and you know other things like reliability and consistency and so on 
and those other factors are harder to explain to an end customer, I guess. They are, yeah, and they're they're sort of you know um, I think abstracted away through you know a few layers of application and network stack and a bunch of things that you know the average customer uh, you know just doesn't doesn't care about. Even if most consumers didn't have a clue what latency or DNS lookup times were, Sam Crawford was determined to explain to consumers and the industry at large that there was much more to the overall internet experience than the raw throughput. In the summer of 2008, Sam Lowe's published its first report. The very first line of that report stated it was born out of a desire to demystify the nature of broadband performance. Measuring broadband performance goes far beyond looking at speed alone, the executive summary continued. The testing here reflects this, and the study has examined latency, packet loss, DNS resolution, web page loading, VoIP performance, sending of emails, and of course speeds. As Sam himself explains, download speed was barely mentioned until about three quarters of the way through the 45-page report. So the vast majority of the report uh, focuses on latency, uh, packet loss, DNS, uh, web browsing, and a couple of other metrics. There weren't that many that we were studying back then. And we left download speed intentionally right until the end. So it was mm-hmm. the last metric that we um, that we published, um, uh, purely because we wanted to get across that it is not the... I mean, this is even back in 2008 when we did this. We did not think it was the, um, the overriding and most important metric back then. And... Um, well, the situation <laughs> is is still true 14 years later, but um, and I think the market is finally starting to uh, come around to the same idea that um, uh, that speed is not the the only thing that matters these days. But in the early days of those Ofcom and other regulatory reports, they were also quite focused on speed. They they've sort of gradually broadened in scope over the years. Do you think some broadband providers have got a bit of an unfair rap from the press because everything was so geared towards download speed? To be, um, you, you pointed out Ofcom there. I think to be to be fair to them, they are uh, one of the far more um, progressive uh, uh, regulators that um, we're, we're familiar with their work, and obviously we're involved with their work. So they were one of the first to adopt metrics beyond um, just looking at um, speed and latency. They've been reporting on video streaming performance for uh, for many years now, mm-hmm. uh, and have some other uh, quality of experience measures in there as well. So I think they're they're, they're definitely. Um, they're, they're they're pretty progressive on all these fronts, but you're right. Uh, all of these these regulatory reports uh, everywhere, frankly, um, and all of the marketing uh, from the ISPs uh, focuses so heavily on speed, and you know one kind of leads to the other. So you end up in this circular um, circular situation. But to your to your question about um, do I think that some broadband providers have got an unfair um, unfair rap from the press? Um, uh, Yes and no. Um, I think uh, the the ones that uh, advertise very very heavily on speed have effectively, um, uh, and I'm not just talking about the UK here. I'm talking uh, globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, some who advertise solely on speed have been able to use that to paper over um, some reliability issues, perhaps, um, and some who uh, basically don't have the ability yet to deliver those higher speeds have effectively uh, suffered. Not so much from the press necessarily, or maybe they have, I, maybe I don't read enough of the press, but they've definitely suffered. Um, and I guess in the minds of, um, uh, the minds of the public as, uh, being thought of as not, not as good as X. And how much of that do you think is down to the provider themselves focusing on download speed because they want to be seen at the top of the charts, uh, rather than 
you know, perhaps delivering the best experience to the customer. Yeah, I think there's there's a fair bit of that. I, I know lots of providers put a put a huge amount of um, effort and engineering work um, into um, ensuring not just that they can give the best speeds, but ensure that those speeds are reliable. And you need it, delivering reliable speeds is actually a uh, an aspect of reliability itself, right? Um, yeah. So uh, you can't have. You can't have fantastic throughput and um, uh, reliably with extremely poor latency or extremely high latency or extremely poor packet loss. Um, at some point, uh, you know, people will will notice. Um, so, very reliable throughput is um, is still a is still a good thing. So, ISPs, even the ones that are very focused on speed, will um, will naturally engineer towards that. Now, more than twenty years after broadband connections emerged. It's not only Sam Nose and regulators around the world who are reporting on the performance of broadband providers. Tech giants such as Apple, Google and Netflix also now report on the performance of ISPs. Does Sam have some sympathy for the ISPs who are being judged by a variety of different speed metrics? Well, I think it's a little different there. I mean, if you look at what um, Netflix and YouTube did um, <clears throat> years ago, and they still, they still do, is they're still... They're still reporting speed. Um, so yes, they publish it in a ranking, and people mostly don't look at the speeds; they look at the rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when the speeds are very, very similar to one another, and uh, yeah, there's there's lots of stuff going on under the hood there. But uh, they're still using speeds. They're still using you know, two megabits per second, three megabits per second. They aren't reporting on, for example. Um, uh, another thing they could have done uh, is report on I don't know the percentage of video streams that are delivered at ultra HD without mm-hmm. seeing buffering events. That's one of the things that um, that we do with our video measurements. Um, that would be another interesting way of reporting on that. Um, but that's that's harder to um, to explain to people. Um, it's it's easy. It's much easier uh, if if the market's already familiar with seeing these MBPS figures, and they know bigger is better. Um, then just go with the bigger one. And, and I guess at least my final question, really, was which is how hard is it to educate the general public on factors beyond download speed because that's what they know. But yeah, I'd say it's it's not it's not easy, and I think it will take um, a while for it to um, for it to take effect. But you 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 are already seeing signs of it both publicly and privately. So publicly, you see, and I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, um, you start to see adverts from broadband providers, at least here in the UK, where they advertise not based upon speed, but they advertise based upon the reliability and the coverage of uh, Wi-Fi within the home. Um, So they're recognizing that maybe speed isn't a differentiator for them. And maybe that's because this ISP is not it's not able to offer the higher speeds mm-hmm. but um staying staying on the uk market actually just for a second i mean fiber to the premises is rolling out pretty much everywhere um over the next few years um so the the difference between the fastest and the next fastest isps is going to be pretty small yeah. uh, for a while and even even then when the when the fastest ones get faster still uh in decent terms of throughput there's not there's, there's going to be vanishingly little difference between them in terms of actual um usage mm-hmm. and and privately we know that isps are um are, are very focused on 
reliability in and all of the various guises that that refers to. So that might be in-home reliability. It might be reliability or internet connection, looking for disconnections or outages. It might be reliability to specific games or content providers. It's it's a very broad term, reliability, in the same way that speed is. Um, so speed is still important, absolutely. But there's a, there's a shift in balance, both in the public marketing of the ISPs um, and in from the regulators as well, um, and and privately um, with 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 ISPs as well in terms of what they're what they're engineering towards. Um, you can you can there's so many more examples I'm thinking of. So you can see like in the um, in the cable world, uh, or in Doxis space as it's known formally, mm-hmm. the the standards body there is looking at. Um, uh, something called low latency doxis, uh, recognizing the fact that uh, latency is is very important. You don't want uh, these these big spikes in latency, um, and you definitely don't want things like buffer bloat. Uh, there's lots of focus going to that space. And in the regulatory side, we've seen lots of our regulatory customers focusing on disconnections and outages as a key metric um, in their in their reporting over the past um, over the past year or two. So there's lots and lots of simultaneous things pushing the industry towards reliability as a focus um, rather than solely speed. So I think we'll continue to see more of this over the coming years. Is the broadband industry starting to shift away from speed? And how will ISPs differentiate their services in the future if speeds aren't the kilometric anymore? We will look into this in greater depth for both Sam and Jason in future issues of Sam Knows Spotlight and their accompanying podcasts. If you've not read the article that accompanies this podcast, make sure to check it out at samnose.com forward slash spotlight. Until next time, goodbye.